It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. MJ BizCon live here in sunny Las Vegas. I've got Scott Solomon. He's with OSS. Scott, thanks for being on the Talking Hedge. Thank you. Great to be here. What is OSS? What do you guys do? Sure. OSS is a risk management company that specializes in secure cash management and logistics. Essentially, we move money. So the way that we do it is a little unique in that we try to foster a relationship between the financial institution and the cannabis business. We want to make compliance a key and keep that relationship open and thriving. Pretty important. Um, there's, there's a couple of uh, pretty hefty states out there. New York, Washington State, uh, fairly strict on their um, their DFI and, and, and uh, the transit of money. So highly regulated. You're in cannabis, then you're in finance. Regulation on top of regulations is even more in, in finance. Uh, how do you foresee like the Safe Banking Act impacting your business? Right. Um, so, so first of all, I think the Safe Banking Act is still a very politically charged issue, and given the political elements that are kind of fighting to push it or to to hold it back, uh, I don't really believe that it's going to be passed anytime soon. Um, However, even when it does pass, uh, we don't believe it's going to affect our business model because compliance is always going to be a key. Some people have the misconception that when safe banking uh, does become a reality, that it's going to be laissez-faire or it's going to be a lot easier uh, to work in these markets. Our vision is that it will include a lot more regulation, uh, a lot more uh, oversight and restriction. So we think our model is still going to be very important. Yeah, there's a lot of risk. Uh, There's a lot of robberies that we're seeing on the West Coast. I'm in Washington. There's been some deaths as a result of people just trying to to rob and and kill people. So getting the cash out of the system is... uh, is, is, is a risk and, and something that we should be focusing on, and, and yet it's not. Can you maybe explain to the audience that don't understand why we can't use credit cards or, or debit? Sure, sure. Um, the, the main reason is uh, Visa, MasterCard, the other card companies uh, operate nationally and internationally. And uh, cannabis is still a Schedule One narcotic that is not permissible on those rails. So uh, there are some systems now in some banks, financial institutions that are moving towards uh, processes that would allow a credit card, but it requires a great deal of client onboarding, vetting, uh, and the the main element that you need in any of those transactions uh, is transparency. You need to know exactly who that individual or business is exactly what they're purchasing, buying, where that money's moving, and not try to cloak it or make it a, a, a secret transaction. Okay. Um, moving back to, to the risk analysis part of that, is, is that a tough sell when you're talking to individuals and, and trying to give them um, you know, traditional financial cues and, and abilities to, to operate? like a normal business? Is there pushback on that still? Or do people um, like understand the value that you're providing? Right, that's, and that's a great question, one that we often get. 
Uh, I think early on, uh, so back in 2017, very few clients uh, or potential clients saw the need for compliance. They were more focused on uh, driving the business, you know, uh, pushing into the market. Uh, then after a year or two, compliance did become a big focus because of the negative publicity of non-compliance. But here recently, definitely in the last year, uh, we're seeing uh, the level of competition and price awareness really becoming paramount in that decision. So now we have to be more competitive. And when you have a compliance-oriented model, it's always going to be more expensive. Um, we're not cutting corners. We want to do things the right way. And it doesn't help us if the bank shuts down an account or if the business loses that account. So we want to maintain that compliant relationship. Uh, it's just becoming a lot more competitive. And it's going to become a lot more um, involved. As uh, last night, there was the Senate, uh, news about the Senate uh, bringing a bill to Biden that would allow for research. That's the first step towards descheduling. Right. Uh, then we wouldn't necessarily need a safe banking act if it wasn't a Schedule One, which would change a lot uh, and make this industry a lot more. It, it, it would increase the complexities of the industry by having it be fully regulated at that point. Right. And the compliance, I feel, is huge. You have a lot of turnover, and so individuals are just kind of falling through the cracks. There's not that tribal knowledge necessarily right. from a new industry. So you have all of these compounding factors. How do you deal with this? Yeah, that's a... Maybe, maybe just focus on, on, on turnover and how to train individuals constantly. Right, and, and I think that's it. Um, enhanced due diligence is a common term uh, in the industry when it comes to Banking Secrets, Banking Secrecy Act or anti-money laundering uh, regulations. So uh, I think if you just focus on uh, educating people, uh, keeping them up to date on how regulations and how the markets are changing, um, and always sell your value. Um, make the case to them that the expense is worth it. Um, OSS, uh, I believe, is still the only company in our market space that has a zero loss record. So we've never lost a penny. We've never had a seizure. We've never had an issue where the funds that we're moving were not fully accounted for in a completely compliant fashion. Um, absolutely, and because our uh, primary business vertical is moving cash, um, a lot of people think that we're putting all of our eggs in that basket. That's not the case. We know that there are compliant cashless systems out there, platforms uh, that businesses are starting to use. So we want to be as nimble as possible. We don't want to be a cash only business. We know that there are other options out there and we want to support and advocate for as many tools, as many uh, advantages that these businesses can have. Because, I mean, we have clients that, when it comes to their uh, applications, their license, their permits, their taxes, uh, 60, 70, or even 80% of the revenue that comes in the front door goes right out the back. And so that's an extremely tough market uh, to thrive in or to profit in. So uh, we want to work with them to have as many tools as possible to increase that profitability margin. What's the SOPs in terms of uh, delivery? Because it seems like 
a lot more complication. You have cash on hand, you have product on hand, there's maybe uh, issues for internal theft or diversion or um, just being robbed, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, how do you guys deal with that? What do some SOPs look like in terms of trying to simplify and protect and, and remain in compliance from a delivery standpoint? Sure. Um, we started with basic security consulting. So uh, we're very familiar with the security needs and aspects of these businesses. So we do start with um, an analysis of all of our clients on their safety posture. Uh, we can work with them to enhance that posture, to make them a more secure business. And we see that the cash and transit aspect essentially floats through or drives through that, uh, that security profile of a business. So just like you said, the number one thing we're getting questions about today uh, is a smart safe. So people want uh, different tools, different ways to number one, reduce internal theft, which we see is probably the biggest loss element of the cannabis industry, um, and also to reduce exposure to uh, external or nefarious elements out there that start to scope out a business, see that they're kind of loose with their cash handling, and then mark them as a target. So smart safes, uh, having a protocol that trains your employees and integrates security at a level that works for your budget is obviously the key. Uh, if there's anybody who wants to learn more about cash management, compliance, anything else that you guys are offering over at uh, Operational Security Solutions? Yes. Did I say that right? Yes. OSS. If people want to learn more about OSS, where can they find you? Our website's the best place to start. So uh, opsecsolutions.us. So O-P-S-E-C solutions with an S at the end, dot U-S. That's our website. You can find out about the company, our service offerings, and receive a, uh, a contact back from one of our staff. Okay, perfect. I think with that, though, we're going to have to roll this one up. So I want to thank my guest, Scott Solomon with OSS. Scott, thanks again for being on The Talking Edge. Great. Thank you. Great Appreciate to be it. here. I'm Josh Kinkade. This is The Talking Edge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.